0: Hey there, this is Bo James, and on behalf of the Wix Church of the Nazarene, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I believe there is something for you in this message, and I pray that it will help you grow your faith. Enjoy. There you go. Everybody got your palm branches. Hosanna! That would be the saddest entry Jesus ever had, let me just tell y'all. I think he would just turn around and go, let's try again. On the count of three. One, two, three. Hosanna! All right. Goodness gracious. Kids, y'all need to teach them how to yell, all right? Whew. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 21 today. Matthew chapter 21. And I'm sure you're thinking, oh yeah, because this is Palm Sunday. This is what I read, what we read on Palm Sunday. Matthew 21, starting with verse 12. Let's do things a little different. Hi, Gilberto. I see new faces, and I haven't seen Gilberto in, like, forever except for Facebook. So it's so good to see you in true life. Matthew chapter 21, verse 12. Now I know it's Palm Sunday, and, and, and normally we do that one where we read and Jesus is coming in and we all wave our palms, but also that happened When Jesus comes in, verse 12, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out all the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. He said to them, the scriptures declare, my temple will be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. The leading priests and the teachers of religious law saw these wonderful miracles and heard even the children in the temple shouting, Praise God for the Son of David! But the leaders were indignant and they asked Jesus, Do you hear what these children are saying? Yes, Jesus replied, Haven't you ever read the scriptures? For they say you have taught children and infants to give you praise. Then he returned to Bethany where he stayed overnight. Where's my kiddos today? Mom, go ahead and give them their papers. I gave them some special papers. Kids, I want you to real quick draw a face. It can be a smiley face or a sad face. And adults, if you have something, that I should have gave adults some. Y'all like to draw too. I need to remember that. Adults like crayons too. Anybody anybody like to color still as an adult? No. Now, now you do those crazy adult coloring books. I can't stand that stuff. Them adult coloring books, I can't do them. Give me some Scooby-Doo. Give me something. But not that adult stuff. It's too little. All right, kids, draw me a quick face. And now, when you get done with your face, I want you to turn it upside down, and I want you to make it a face again. Rayleigh just gave me that look, like, what are you talking about? Well, while they think on that for just a minute, let me show you what we're talking about. Bo has some cool little pictures to show you this morning. Bo, show me, what does that look like? Granny, right? Hey, no calling names out, though. That's not nice. That might be what I look like before makeup and hair. I'm just telling you, though. All right. All right. Bo, show me flipped upside down. What is that? That's me after hair and makeup. (laughs) This was my selfie this morning, just so y'all know. All right, next picture, Bo. What is that? That's Thomas before he trimmed his beard. Upside down. I did not call my husband a dog, just so y'all know. (laughs) So this is what you call drawing with the illusion, right? Kiddos, let me see you turn those faces where either way I turn them today is a face. Man, Cambry is thinking hard back there. I just messed those kids up today. So Palm Sunday is actually a little complicated, we love Palm Sunday. We love to, to wave those branches, right? And normally we read about, you know, Jesus coming in uh, in Jerusalem. Paula, you got a donkey, don't you? I almost thought about that. I thought y'all had one. Did y'all get rid of it? Oh, I had that thought this week. I thought Paula has a donkey, but no. But then I thought, Cheryl, will kill me if that donkey poops on the new carpet. So <laughs> so why made that, okay. And I just called my husband a dog instead. That's all. But we love to talk about waving the branches and the, the coats that they would throw down. And that's the today equivalent of the red carpet, right? But then we also saw the picture of what we saw today. Jesus goes into the temple, which would have been normal for the victor to go to the temple to give a sacrifice, um, to thank whatever God they served. For their victory, but instead, yeah, I picked the cheapest table in the church in case it broke, just so y'all know. He begins to flip over tables and run out these money changers. So when he arrives at the temple that day, he's turning everything upside down. Physically and figuratively, this is what his entrance into Jerusalem was about that day. And man, this scripture, when I was a young Christian, it was one of my favorite scriptures. But for the wrong reasons. Because I thought this scripture gave me a pass on getting angry with people. Right? If I had a good reason for it. I can flip their tables over. But I was wrong. I was wrong. You know, I thought it gave me that pass to show my anger because, hey, Jesus got angry. Right? So as a Christian, I can get angry. (coughs) But we have to look at this whole passage to know that it was much more than just Jesus got angry. It was about him also showing love. I told you, I have allergies like crazy today. So let's look at where Jesus was. I want you to understand when it talks about him going to the temple that day. Because for us, we come to the temple and what? We just come in the sanctuary, right? It's an easy layout. But for the temple in Jesus' day, and the temple, by the way, would have been grand, like, I think I read somewhere in one of my commentaries, it was like 35 football fields. That's how huge it would have been. And you have to remember that Herod the Great, he would have came in and he would have, um, he he did a refurbish of it to make it more grand. But the layout, the, the, the real temple that housed the, the holy place, the holy of holies, where only the, the high priest would have been able to go into, would have been probably somewhere towards the back. And so around it, you have these different courtyards with different gates that people could enter. And it's not like going to the football stadium where you just pick a gate and go in. No, each one had a specific person or persons that could enter. So you had what's called the court of Gentiles, which meant anybody could enter that gate. Israelites, Gentiles, it didn't matter. Anybody could come in that gate. The court of women would have been the gate that only Israelites could enter. And then, of course, by the name you can tell, that's where the women, the Israelite women, would have been allowed to enter, to come into that court. Then you had the court of Israelites, where only the Israelite men would have been allowed to enter. And then you had the court of priests, which, as it sounds, that's where the priest. Nobody else were, was allowed to come in, and it would, it would house different things that they would need for the ceremonies and such that they would perform. So today, where we see Jesus entering, he enters the court of Gentiles. That's specific, just so you know. Sometimes in the Bible, you've got to realize there's, there's rhyme and reasons to what's happening. So as he enters, we see these money changers and these merchants, okay? And this is actually normal. You know, sometimes we we get that vision of he was just mad because they were doing money things. No, this was actually a normal thing, a needed thing for when they went to the temple to praise and worship. So you had money changers because there's a temple tax that has to be paid, but it could only be accepted in a certain form of money. So all of these people that would pilgrimage to the temple would be bringing their different forms of money that needed exchange. Kind of like when we, you know, when Brittany and them would go to Mexico, Thomas and them would have to figure out where to exchange their money to have the the currency for, you know, buying and selling things in Mexico. And that's not always easy, by the way. Because, you know, we would try to go through Paula and it would take like weeks or whatever, you know. And and so actually they figured out if they just drove towards the border, they would stop in like Austin somewhere and those banks could just boom, boom. And it'd be done without all the fees that Paula and them like to, yeah, yeah. And so money changing was a needed thing. The the merchants selling the doves, it was a needed thing. Because if you live so far off, instead of bringing animals with you, you would bring the money to buy the animals you need it for the sacrifices. And so what would doves be used for? This could be used for maybe a woman who, after childbirth, um, had to go through the purification process. Maybe, um, maybe you, you've been healed from a disease, and, and so you have to go see the priest, and you have to be declared clean and purified. You would need these doves. So the actual practice was something needed. And and even with the money changing, something I discovered, even some of the fees they would charge was normal because it actually went to things like road repair, it went into the temple treasury, you know. So those are normal. Here's the problem Jesus found. He found corruption was happening. And by the way, this is inside the temple, which means probably the priests have approved this to happen. So the money changers are probably excessively charging the fees. Man, we can relate to that, right? And then there's the animals. You see, because when you bring your animals to the temple to be sacrificed, they have to be perfect, no blemishes. And you could probably buy this outside the temple. There was merchants that would sell this stuff outside the temple as well. But there was a system going on within the temple. Because when you brought your animals in, there's an inspector that has to make sure that this animal is without blemish. So it's like having the USDA inside the temple, right? All my chicken people know what I'm talking about here. So they have to inspect it, right? Oh, wait, Shelly's going to... Chop my head off. Did they show up today? Sorry, Shelly. I love you, Shelly and Randy. I really, really do. But you have this inspector, and so they, they will have to verify that you're animal. Well, guess what? The inspector would say, mm, that one don't cut it. You need to go over here to the seller and buy it inside the temple. And then that dude is selling it for 15 times the cost of the person outside so you see it's the corruption when jesus comes in and he flips this table over he's angered because these practices now are making it impossible for people to come and worship god because you can't come in unless you've got the temple tax you can't come in to do any sacrifices unless your animal is there and if you can't afford that you can't go You can't worship in the temple so that's why when jesus says my father's house is a house of prayer he's saying stop making it so hard for people to come in here and worship remember he's at the the court of the gentiles where there is everybody it's not just israelites there Now, what did we learn about Jesus looking at this scripture? First of all, he could not bear to see ordinary people exploit it for profit and especially in the name of religion. Do we still see this today? Yeah, unfortunately we do, because if you'll just send me 2595, I'll send you a prayer cloth and you'll be healed. I don't find Jesus charging people for that. You see, where this stuff still happens. You know, sometimes I will use things, other pastors' sermons, and my favorite place to go is Life Church. If you're familiar with Craig Groeschel, do you know why? Everything they have is free to other churches, and I'm talking their kids' programs, the music that goes with it. If there's a drama that goes with it, I'm talking about, I could do sermons that have PowerPoints galore. Everything that church does is offered for free for any church to use. That's a man of God right there. That's a man of God. And I know, I know, I know. Listen, I've ordered, I've ordered stuff from, from pastors online where I want to see their message, and I know it costs to make those CDs. I understand that. I, you know, I get all of that but it still happens today, where people are exploiting people in the name of religion. And Jesus said, I ain't having none of that. We also see Jesus, his anger is directed just to those people that are causing this issue, that makes it impossible for people to worship. Does this still happen today? Sure it does. We get spirits of bitterness, a spirit of an argument inside a church, strife. We all start fussing to where it just ain't fun to go to church anymore. Oh, folks, I've been in the church long enough. No, we all know what I'm talking about. There's moments sometimes. and, And guess what? Somebody that walks in off the street, they can feel those tensions that make it impossible sometimes for us to worship. And Jesus said, I ain't having none of that. But then we also see, I love that right after this, the very next verse, the blind and the lame came to him in the temple. And he healed them. So only the guilty people began to flee out. But the ones who were seeking God, who were seeking Jesus, they stayed. And Jesus ministered to them. Now picture it. I want you to picture this. Tables are flying. Money is flying. I'm sure they're trying to gather up as much of that money as they can before they're run out of the square. Swindlers are leaving out and and taking their animals. I'm just imagining birds flying. I couldn't, couldn't catch a bird to bring it with me today, so sorry. And then over here, the blind and the lame are just surrounding Jesus. Hosanna, son of David, save us. And then I want you to, to listen just a minute. Kids, can you do me a favor, just my kiddos? Can y'all, can y'all raise your palms? Can you just a couple of times, Hosanna? Come on, I want to hear it, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Kids in the back, Hosanna. So the whole time all of this chaos is going on and Jesus is over here healing and you're hearing in the background the kids are screaming Hosanna. Hosanna. Now scholars debate this one because they say, you know, I don't think it was really children that were doing this. Some scholars think that it was the disciples doing it. And why would they think that? Because on a normal day those children would not be allowed to be vocal inside that temple court. They would have been expelled out. Kids weren't allowed to do that. What Grim grandma always say? Kids are meant to be seen, not heard. Y'all remember that saying? <laughs> Anybody ever had that one put on you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many of you said it in the sanctuary? <laughs> Got the snap at those kids, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. So the scholars kind of debate, you know, they have different opinions on that Of when it says the children are over here chanting Hosanna to the son of David. But here's what I think. Everything else about this day has just been flipped upside down. Jesus came into Jerusalem on a donkey. Not what you're supposed to do. Should have had some kind of big, you know, impressive steed that he rode on. He comes in flipping tables and disturbing the whole process going on inside that church that day. So you know what I think? I think, yeah, there were kids in there and they're still screaming, Hosanna. Why? Because they're watching their grandparents. They're watching their aunts and uncles get healed by Jesus. Everything is getting flipped upside down. There was a sculptor who was a Danish sculptor. His name is Bertel Thorvalson. Thur- yeah, we'll go with it. I'll give you his name later and you can actually look it up. And, and I don't know if... When I pulled it up, I saw his um, a sculpture of Jesus that maybe this is the one it's talking about. I don't know. But it said that he was carving a statue of Jesus. And I know the one I looked up, it said he went through several versions of it because he couldn't figure out how to do the hands and the arms. But it is said that when he achieved it on one occasion, he decided to put it to a kid test. So he brought a child in, and he didn't tell him anything about the sculpture. He just asked the child one question. Who do you think that is? And the kid looked at it and he said, it's a great man. So when the kid left, he looked at the sculpture and he said, nope. That was the wrong answer. And he chunked it and he started over. And he did another one. And when he finally uh, accomplished the one that he really thought nailed it, he called this kid back in. He goes, okay, okay, who do you think this is? The kid looked at it. He said, that's Jesus. He's the one that said, let the kids come. And he knew I've achieved success because that child saw Jesus in my work. The statue had passed the test of a child's eyes. And isn't that true so many times? Do you know people that kids just seem to get drawn to? Sometimes I say that about Thomas, that he's the kid whisperer, because like, they just come to him. They want him to read stories. They just, you know, they just love him. And I've told him before, I see Jesus in you. Because you just, you love kids. You know what I'm talking about. George MacDonald, who is a, a Scottish poet and novelist, he said one time, he said, I place no value on the alleged Christianity of anyone whose door or garden gate the children are afraid to play at. Huh. And I thought about that. That one hit me kind of hard because I was like, Man, "I got, I know, you know. Sometimes there's just people that scare you to death, right? <laughs> and they in my family. <laughs> I remember one time being so scared of my grandma. I mean, like, I remember crying up. But I wasn't scared of my grandma all the time. But just that one particular day, you know, one of those occasions where Mom says, "Go hug your grandma," and, I'm just, and I don't know why I was scared of her. But I mean, we all know there's just people like that, that like, no, kids run and scream from them, like even before they say anything, right? And so what George MacDonald is saying, he is like, if you are professing to be a Christian and kids are running from you, are you so sure you have Jesus? That actually hit me because I thought, how true is that? Not just for kids, but for adults. What do they see in me? And if they don't see Jesus... I might need to rethink some things. How do they see Jesus? Just by loving. So think about it. These kids and these adults, they've witnessed Jesus coming in. Man, the the big parade and all the hoopla. And then he flips over tables in the chaos. And, you know, for me on some days, I'd be like, oh, I'm going home. That's just too much drama today. (laughs) But they stayed. Because they were drawn to him of like, whoa, something is happening today. You ever been in those moments where you just know, man, I need to pay attention. I I need to go home and journal this because something is happening. Because after all of that chaos, I don't know about you guys, but if pastor came in flipping tables, would y'all be like, hey... Could you heal me? No, y'all have been like, she's nuts. And she's out of, you know, I scared Bo and Thomas this morning because I brought this table in here and they didn't know what I was doing. I just stopped back there at the thing and I just flipped the table over because I wanted to see how it would work, you know. And, and they were just like, what are you doing? Are you flipping tables today? And I was like, just saying, <laughs> come and set it up. Y'all would think I was crazy but something drew them to Jesus that day. He's flipping everything up, side, down, Hosanna. Maybe we don't usually focus on this part of the passage. In fact, when I was looking at this, studying this, I thought, I don't know that I've ever taught this on a Palm Sunday. I don't know if I've ever heard it on a Palm Sunday, but it's part of Palm Sunday, do you see? Palm Sunday is so much more than making an entry. He was announcing, here's what I'm doing. Maybe we don't usually focus on this passage. Why? Because it makes us uncomfortable. It worries us a little bit, flipping tables. But this is about Hosanna, save us. And Jesus was making the statement, I've come for all. You know, I love how this ends, and it talks about uh, when this is all over, Jesus goes back to Bethany, where he stayed overnight. You know, because there's so many people, Passover is starting, and there's so many people in Jerusalem, there's probably not room to stay. So a lot of people would go to outside towns and stay and just make the the walk in every day. And so that's what Jesus did. He leaves Jerusalem and walks to Bethany. And I have a feeling, Bo, pull up our, our TikTok video from The Chosen, I have a feeling, as Jesus was walking out of Jerusalem today, this might have been the attitude of what had just happened. Trouble. I love that little clip. If you've not watched The Chosen... Man, do so. Uh, you can get it free on an app. Now you can buy it at Walmart. Even the the DVD of it, season one, season two has been filmed, and it's in production right now. Um, great, great stories uh, of Jesus and his disciples. But when I see that video, that's that's what I feel like was probably the attitude. Trouble, because see these religious leaders, they got indignant. Man, this guy is going to be trouble for us. And that whole week put everything into motion that will lead us to the cross, that will lead us to the resurrection. Because Jesus showed up and flipped everything upside down. And why did he do it? Because God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Now when I read this passage I realize it's not about just expressing anger anymore. It's about showing great love so that everyone can come in. Your palm branches I want you this week to put them somewhere to remind you as you're praying, okay? Lord, I need you. Hosanna. Save us. I want you to remember when you look at your palm branches this week, it is only through Jesus Christ that you are saved. Church here and church online, listen to me. There is no other name that you will be saved from. Jesus said, you can't come to the Father unless you come through me. There's no other gods, there's no other religion. And that's not to exclude anybody. Jesus was there to include everybody. So I want you to think, Hosanna, Lord I need you, save me. But then I also want you to pray as you look at your palm branches this week. God, begin with me. See, we we pray for our world. Lord, we need you. And and man, that's, that's easy. Just open a news app. Just turn on your TV. Lord, we need you. But your prayer should be begin with me. Turn my world upside down. So that others will see you in me that God when when I'm having lunch with somebody this week they'll hear your compassion in my words God when I'm at work this week even when I have to deal with the tough situations may I have just the mercy grace and compassion that you have with me with those people God when when my when my family has stressed me to all ends this week may they still see you in me so don't Use this verse just to flip tables over because that's the wrong way to use it. You have to use the whole passage where Jesus said, I'm clearing out everything that is a problem for people to worship my Father. So God, begin with me this week. Flip my world upside down. And so when your world begins to flip upside down this week, I want you to pick up these branches and just sing, Hosanna, Hosanna. Stand with me this morning, church. Church online, please acknowledge that that you understand this morning. Hosanna, just type in Hosanna. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today, and God, we remember your triumphal entry. But God, we remember the parts that, man, wasn't normal. God, we acknowledge the parts today where you flipped everything upside down the way people understood it. Father, I, I feel that you are working in the hearts of your people this morning. Somewhere, Someone in here needs to acknowledge that, yes, I need Jesus Christ as my Savior. Because he did this for me. He made a way for me to enter in. Lord, some of us in here, we've gotten so apathetic, which means we just kind of check out. God, flip our worlds upside down. Flip our hearts right now. Because we want people to see you in us. And may how we treat others open a doorway for them to come to you, Father. Make us so keenly aware of that this week. That sometimes we're that gate. Let us not be keeping people out, but letting people in to know you. Father, in this week of, of Easter and, and as we plan our gatherings with our family, uh, Lord, we love the chocolate, we love all of that stuff, but God, that's not even what it's about. So I pray with each of my families that are listening today, Lord, that they will make sure you are the center of everything this weekend. May the stories of the cross and resurrection be told in our houses. May we take it upon ourselves. God, a year ago, Lord, we were sitting at home, remember, by ourselves watching online, and we shared those stories with our family. Just because we're back in the sanctuary doesn't take that responsibility away. So God, may our grandparents and parents and aunts and uncles, may we take up that responsibility of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and what happens this week. Father, we love you. We are so thankful for your son, Jesus Christ. That is why we're here. But as we leave out of here today, may we forever be changed because of who you are and may people know we've been in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen church family, go enjoy this beautiful weather and be a blessing to someone else. We will see you next week for Easter service. Hey, I hope you received exactly what you needed from that message. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or you can always find us in person if you're in the area. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find us on Tithely. Thank you to those who support our church. I hope you will subscribe and join us on the next one. And remember, you are loved.